Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yerald, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have a gentleman here from Australia. He's written this really cool book. It's called The Afterlife, A Journey to Now You Know What Will Happen. And this is really cool, you guys. And his name is Stephen Paul Chung. And Stephen, welcome to High Road to Humanity. Nancy, thank you for having me on your program. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited, you guys. This is going to be a big deal today. We're going to talk about the afterlife. Now, I'm going to preface this before I even read his bio. He says he had a very profound spiritual awakening occur in 2019 after he fell five meters off a ladder and he fractured his neck. Now, this life experiences is what he's known to understand to be a pivot or a turning point in his life. So, that's when he had to choose what happened after. So it was about three months into rehabilitation when things became a little clearer. And he's here to tell his story. And he tells it in the book. He's, um, let me give you a little bit of information about Stephen. He is an M.ED. He's a highly sought after professional development coach. He's a keynote speaker and an author. He shares his passion for life with everyone that he meets. Over the past 25 years, you guys, he has provided guidance and motivations to countless people through his inspirational messages and ability to bring the best out in people. I really like that. <laughs> Stephen's wise observations of modern work and personal life will give you insight into how to release your highest potential, a rich and fulfilling life. I will tell you, I didn't read this whole thing, but what I did read, it was captivating. Thank so you. tell us your story. Oh, Nancy. Well, well, after that introduction, I have to live up to it, don't I? Well, I want to, you got to tell the audience about your book. I mean, they've got to pick this one up. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you where it started because in actual fact, see, I, I, I'd written these books, I'd written five books and screenplays and things, but I'd stopped, you know, I said, I'm on the wrong side of 60 now and I'm done, like I'm going to start planting tomatoes in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> but then I've, uh, I've fallen uh, uh, off this this ladder five metres and I'm on the ground I and I can't feel anything and I thought, uh-oh, I'm in trouble were you in your office where were you when this happened no, I was, I to... uh, and i can't show you from where i'm just out i can see it from here but uh like 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 any good 60 year old does he gets up and cleans out the gutters yeah i do and, that uh, <laughs> and the ladder <laughs> slipped oh and it God. went through all these uh like the louver windows so there's glass everywhere i'm i'm just on the ground but luckily okay because it was a saturday morning and my wife is normally out doing things. Doing shopping, her uh, thing, right, right, doing, right. Doing her thing, but she happened to be here this particular morning, and she mm -hmm. hears the crash. And, and God bless, was, right? Oh, God, oh, there's the angels, to be sure, looking after me. Right. Because we're very remote here. There's no, we've got no near neighbours, you know. For, so you could have laid there for a long time. Oh, yes, I, I, and I, because I couldn't move. 
Gotcha. Um, but the the revelations as a part of the 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 book did not happen at that time. They were when I was and I'm I'm on the couch for three months. I'm good for nothing, and I have and it's like that divine itch, you know, you get in your head. And I had the title of this book in my head, and I said. Leave me alone. Go away. I don't, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want I'm to deal not, with it. <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. Oh, my God. But uh, to a point, you know, you've got to scratch the itch. So I said, okay, I, you you want me to rock to universe, to, to, to God, if you will. You want me to write this thing. What do I know? You have to tell me, show me, whatever. With the afterlife, I don't know. Do I'm, you know who you were talking to at this point? Uh, yeah, I've, uh, the the character the character was very clear to me. I had his name straight away, and I, I you know revealed his story in a, in a wee bit. That all that all as, as soon as I accepted and said, "Okay, I'm in. You want me to write? I, I will do this, but you have to show me." So then, uh, as soon as because I'm a very disciplined writer, right? So I, I sat. And I put my fingers on the on the keyboard, and as soon as I did that, I started to see and hear, and I saw the the colours, the these magnificent colours, and heard the music, these extraordinary music. And, and you know, I had no storyboard, no nothing, uh, uh, no no descriptors. It was just there. And every time I sat, uh, the next part of the story came through. Right. And, you know, I, I, I just I just it's like taking dictation. Well, and the writing. Well, I want to ask something, if you don't mind. You take this back, and you know what really shocked me is you talk about a time where you were in a boys' school and you were abused. And I want you to, if you don't mind, tell mm. the audience about how all this came out and how you helped another and how what we do down here really matters. Because I hate to be such a down to down to the point here, but what we do here matters. Oh yes. Oh, absolutely. And the consequences are profound. Yeah, and I want you in, to talk in the life about eternal. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, it, the, again, again, I'm seeing through this character. Character's name is Athar, as as you recall from Athar. The, yes. Yeah. So he was in life, and as a child, he was abused under the auspices, under the care of the church. Right. And he subsequently suicided later in life. Right. So he is stuck in this purgatory these these myths by by virtue of the guilt and the shame and the hurt and anger that he feels he can't he can't get out he can't see a way out right and it was only by virtue of forgiveness mm -hmm. forgiveness of uh the one of the other characters is the bishop who right um, whose insouciance he was abused so it was their forgiveness of one another that released them both from this purgatory. So as you say, the, these actions that occur in life have such a profound effect in this life eternal. Right. It's extraordinary. Well, and then the, yeah. No, I was just going to say what really shocked me was, you know, um, it was really interesting because it's, it's true. The bishop kept saying to this angel who was with him, you know, I've sent all these people and I've helped God and I've taken all these, I've saved all these souls and I've done all this. And how yeah, could yeah, it be yeah. possible, you know, that I'm not just welcomed like this. And it was his ego. I just, that's what really yes. caught me on this one. Yes. 
you know, and if you want to talk, yeah, if you would talk about that, because it's like, it doesn't matter, that really hit me, because I just want to say, and I I want you to elaborate, if you will, it doesn't matter, you know, what you think you've done, you can't save anybody. I like how it says in the book, and I, I wish I could find it right now, where God said, you know, where the angel says, you know, God loves all his children. He's going to forgive everybody. And the most important thing is how you treat people. Ah, isn't that interesting? Well, let me give you a bit of back, background with that. Because after, yeah. it was really interesting, after writing the book, and, and you, you know, you would know, you, you read these things a hundred times in edit. And, yeah. and it was about, I don't know, two or three months after I completed the writing, it was like putting you know, these voices in my head said, Stephen, you're missing something. What? And I read it again. And it was a total revelation. And what I found were these 15, and I've called, called them the laws of heaven and earth. Yes. So these metaphysical laws that were embedded in the text that, that enable life to be a far better place. Let, let, let me give you an example of the, that, that yeah. one we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, I've got it here in front of me. Yes, please. What you have caused to affect in your fellow man is what declares your place in heaven. So what we do down here, we, because you talk about the robes, you say there's different color robes. And so you can tell what people are working on by the colors that are emanating from those robes. Yes, yes. Uh, Again, this is all what I'm seeing. So souls coming out, if you can imagine these beautiful gray mists, and like this portal, and these souls are coming out of these mists, these mists, and they're robed head to toe like, like a total, uh, um, like almost like a dress, but a, yeah, and multiple colors. Some some souls in like beautiful, bright, you know, gold, white, uh, and they move. They come out of these mists and go up to certain levels. Do they but levitate? Ah, uh, no. I just saw them walking. Okay, I'm just curious. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a bit more about that later on. Okay. But, but there were other souls dressed in brown, hessian, dark. Yeah. A, and that, so the color of the robes determined the road you have to follow. No choice. I saw a character who was dressed in this these brown, dark colored robes trying to go up to the higher heavenly realms. And they were totally debarred. They could not do it. So you, there is uh, uh, a robe by designation of, of the, the colours in your robes that determines the road you have to follow in heaven. So what we do down here determines what level we're at because we're learning no judgment. There is no judgment, no judgment. Mm-hmm. At, up there. It's just that when you see that person, I thought this was interesting, then you kind of know, I'm going to read what you say here. You were clothed, uh, clothed in a uh, multicolor hues that describe what you need in your station or level within hem- heaven's domain. You mm. see, the best I can describe these robes is like an aura. I think that was kind of cool from the condition of your robe and the judgment of heaven. Here's what I was thinking about the judgment of heaven. You say is neither vindictive or eternal, but probationary and remedial. So it's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the main, one of the laws that I picked up. Wow. That's fantastic. So it's an evolutionary process. You are not judged and then stuck like you wherever 
you you still evolve through the heavenly realms. Now, I'm going to rewind a little bit. So (laughs) in the beginning, you talk about the the silver cord, which I Mm -hmm. talked to so many different people about the silver cord. I talked to a lady last week. She had a near-death experience and hers, she said, was like a bow and it stretched, but it didn't break. I I heard that and I thought that was quite amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that before. Yeah, that was cool. So what did you see? I want you to talk about the silver cords. The silver cord is what I saw is, is from the heart and like just a like a laser beam if you will and like in a near-death experience that cord is not severed but of course when we die that that connection to the bottle to the body is no longer and it's seven and so there we are we, we we are in heaven so it's a silver cord that connects the soul to its to its bodily host as i understand it so what you saw, and I want—I don't want to put words in your mouth. I want to understand this because I read in the book that some people, when they were going up and they had the silver cord detached, they were confused. Other people were like, oh, this is cool. Let's go. And they were like, happy to go. And other people were like, not sure. Yes. Yes. There were, there were a number of levels that I, one level that I saw there, there were souls on like a, beautiful garden area and magnificent buildings but there was a garden area where these souls were reposed and they just come through just past and they were being tended by angelic beings because they knew these angelic beings knew that there was going to be trauma when these souls woke up and they were needed to be tended by loving hands that that that's one of the many things that i saw Yes. Right. What did no the, soul left on, on you know, untended. Nobody's. Yeah. You know, everybody's Thank cared for. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I believe that we all have a guardian angel that comes yes. with us, and you talk about that too. Um, and I want to bring that up because I found that really interesting. There is a spirit guide school. You say you mm-hmm. say you saw a school <laughs> where souls are taught how to be guardian angels and what they do to help those um, who they're assigned to on Earth. So we all have one, like I believe, correct. Yes, absolutely correct, Nancy. Okay. That's exactly that's exactly what I saw. Okay, and if you. You, again, uh, again, I'm seeing through this character's eyes, and yeah. he gets with he's got a master guide, and he gets taken into this. Uh, and you can imagine the buildings; they're not just a like a regular house. These are beautiful alabaster Greco-Roman type buildings that I saw and did my best to describe. But in this case, we go in, and it's a school where guardian angels, where angels are taught to be guardian angels. It was like, a, I saw this lecture theater. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, interesting. And, and the, this array of souls are right. taught by master guardians right. what to do, how to how to look after us here on, here on earth. They are, and I understand that they are always here for us. Right. We're always. never alone, right? Never We're... separate, never separate. I so, love that. Uh, from, from our point of view, uh, it, it's it's a listening process. We have to listen to them. You know, we think, well, you know, well, please help, please help. And praying is probably a good thing. But to me, it's a it becomes a listening process. Ask a question and you listen for their answer yeah. because they're there for us. Right. Well, I've learned, and I the audience knows this because I always talk about it. My angel's right here. She stands right here next to mm-hmm. me. And so when I do a reading for someone, I just ask her and then she tells me. I don't have the answer. It comes on the conduit, you know. Mm-hmm. But she yeah. always has the right answer. It's amazing. Yeah. 
And it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, wow. This okay. So let's get this is so cool, you guys. <laughs> this book is really cool. You're gonna have to pick this up. I have to tell you, because and it's called The Afterlife, a journey to now you know what will happen. And this is crazy, actually, because some of it was kind of scary. You weren't scared, were you? Well, no, I'm not scared, but <laughs> but you do talk about purgatory, you know, because we all have that mm. life review. It was so funny. I had this lady on, I don't know if you saw it, and she said, I didn't want to deal with the life review. I asked not to have the life review, but we all have to have the life yes, review. Uh, yes, I think that's right, Nancy. There's no escape from that, yeah. um, as I understand it. Yeah. And one of the other really important laws that I that I discovered as part of that process yeah. is the emperor wears no clothes. Hmm. I know. So, uh, it, it, so my understanding of, of that is that no matter one station in life, are you king, prince, or pauper, it doesn't matter. You are, it is what you have done to your fellow man that determines your place in heaven. So through that life review process, you are stripped of, oh, hey, I was, I was the bishop. This is my say. Yeah. You know, if that doesn't. He was put, like, don't you know who I am, God? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what I've done for you. Yeah. yeah. And God's like, yeah, no. That, yeah. No, no. Uh -uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it really was an awakening. I have to tell you, it was, you thank know, you, even yeah. though you know this stuff and I, I talked to so many people, thank you for writing this one because it really, there's so much that you talk about. Okay. I want to get into the part where. You go to the stadium and, and you're with the bishop is with this gentleman and they mm -hmm. go and they sit down and there are these souls that are in these recliners. I want you to tell the yes. story and the oh, angel comes yeah. in. Okay. And they, now I want you to tell the story, but I want to understand, does everybody get this healing or is this just uh, explain? Oh, that's this. a very good question. Yeah. So let me give you the description. So the, it, the, what I saw was this huge Colosseum, like if you can imagine the Roman Colosseum, right. just like that. And, and it's replete, totally full with all of the, these souls have been summoned, called. By a bell. Uh, you say a bell yes, ring. Yes, by a bell. That's what I heard, heard the bell. And that was a summons to all of these souls to come into this arena. Right. And, and what I saw was these magnificent colours and this, the, the sound of the om sound. So the whole stadium is is resonating to this om sound and in the middle of the arena were these repose lounge uh, uh, yeah just lounge chairs and i'm sitting here what the remember i'm just seeing this through the character's eyes yeah now how many people are on the are on the the ground there and the in these uh, chairs how many people are we talking about if i i mean approximately not specific probably about 10 or a dozen Okay, uh, and they were these into the stadium come these little seraphim, beautiful angelic figures, and they brought in uh, these deformed, decrepit souls that have been had great illnesses and deformities. And the seraph, the seraphim, uh, put they were charged with each uh, each sort of uh, soul with the melody, and they that that deformed soul was placed on the lounge chair and it's like the lounge chair enfolded them like in it, like a, a warm blanket in, in the, in winter. So it sort okay. of enveloped the soul. Yeah. And then into this arena come this majestic being, this angelic figure. 
Did it have wings? What? Did the angel have no, wings? No, 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 no. No wings. Just, no, no, no just wings. Light. Forget just the light. wings. Forget no, the no, wings. No. Just, but just in that, all, all in that same robe, but the magnificent colours, gold, okay. white, shimmering. Okay. And he, he he stands in the middle of this arena, and he he takes the energy from the from the crowd, and he molds it in his hands like a spinning ball of magnetic ball. That's why in the book I call it the magnetic coral, because that's okay. what it was—a spinning ball of energy. Okay. And from this magnetic ball come out these this light these laser beams of light directly into these souls on the lounge chairs. Okay. So it came from the people who were saying, Om. it didn't come yeah. from the divine. It came from that. He, he, this, this angelic being is taking brought the it energy together. from He's brought it together. I love yes, it. Okay. That's exactly what it was. Okay. And so these beams of light shine into these uh, souls on the couches. Right. And then, you know, he does his, the angel does his thing and then he folds the energy back and he kind of says, oh, thank you, and walks out. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then these souls on the lounge chairs are totally healed. They are totally renewed. So they get up and go, wow, you're not like, I'm better. But what I understood from that experience afterwards was burdens of, uh, of sins that are imposed on others on earth. Energetically. Not, yes. Are not born by that particular soul. So if, if I did something bad to you that mm -hmm. caused you a malady or a sickness or a deformity of something, you are relieved of those burdens. Gotcha. They're, they're taken away from your healed. Um, me, on the other hand, have to endure the consequences of what I did to you. No escape from that. So I've caused you pain and suffering. Let's say I gave you a bad drug or something. Make something up. I gave you right. a bad drug that caused you something, you know, Bad, right. bad things. You don't bear the consequences of that. You are healed of that that melody. Right. Me though. <laughs> How are you have, healed? How are you healed? Ah, I have to endure the consequences of those actions. And how do you endure the consequences? Like, what do you oh, have well, to do? Well, there's a good question. Let me let me give you an example of that uh, that you may not have read and was latter part of the book. The the priest that uh, sexually abused Athar, the main character, right. he was stuck in this horrible, horrible, like uh, I, uh, like I was walking down this tunnel, uh, sounds of horrible sounds and Like a violin. And, no, I read this oh, part. You know, I can read imagine this a horror program. That was it. Yeah. And this, this character, this priest that had abused this child, right. uh, he, he was stuck in this terrible place where he was so afraid of the consequence of people coming to get him for what he'd done. For what so he, he did. He, we're, our own, yeah. we're our own worst enemy when we get up there. It's nobody yeah. condemns us, we condemn ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And it, but it comes back to what you've done on earth. You know, you have to endure the consequences because, you know, what you do to another, you do to yourself. So let me stop you a spirit. second. From what I understand, and I want you to confirm this for me, I, from what I understand is you have to feel what it felt like for the other person. Yes, that's it. That's a beautiful description. That's exactly what it is, as far okay. as I understand. Yes. Okay. Because okay. Yeah, where is that oneness in spirit? So you, what, what I've done to you, of course, to you, I, 
you've done to yourself. You have to feel that. Yes, I think that's the way it works. And then release that feeling. Yes. Well, there's a forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of the great tools of evolution. We have to forgive ourselves and forgive others for what they've done to us. And that, to me, as I understand it, is like the key that turns the door to open up to to higher levels. Forgiveness is the key. Right. God, this is so interesting. You also talk about, um, which a lot of people talk about, the Great Hall, which is the Akashic Records. I've had a lot of people come on the show who've written. There's been so many books written, it seems like, about the Akashic Records, people accessing them. Um, yes. What did you talk about what you, you call it the Great Hall of Learning. You say, I saw in the Great Hall of Learning resides all the great wisdom found with the unit within the universe how cool yes. right <laughs> cool is it yeah so again just imagine you got i'm taken into i'm seeing through this character's eyes and huge marble alabaster buildings uh and inside with these students ever student souls everywhere in le- process of learning but then tomes magnificent tomes all, all surrounded um you know, through all these different halls in this magnificent building where you could access information, past, present and future, that assisted your evolution through the heavenly processes. Mm -hmm. So this character, Athar, he wanted to go back to Earth. Uh, I'm perhaps giving a bit of the way of the book here, aren't I? (laughs) But um, so he was able to access information that enabled him to fulfil his purpose. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing. People are all looking for their purpose, like why they're here, you know. What did you, okay, how did this change you? I want to know how this changed you personally. I mean, were you just like floored by this information or were you just like every time you had a vision, you wrote, wrote, wrote like crazy or what? Ah, that's a very good question, you know, Nancy. But And I've got to tell you what's happened subsequently to the writing. Yeah. The the learning I've received uh, has been totally profound. So it has changed my life. You know, I, I see things completely differently right. now. Right, I bet. But the, the, what happened uh, about three weeks ago, I lost my dear mother. Oh, uh, God bless. She'd, she'd been very ill, well, for, for two or three months and she was pallid. I'm sorry for her. your loss. Oh, oh, she was such a beautiful being, an angelic being of, of the higher realms. So uh-huh. she greatly lost, but... The, the point I make is the the knowledge I've received from writing the book has been profound, but now it's been uh, connected to an experience of, if that makes sense. So I now, like the grief I feel from the loss of my mum is, is not grief that's debilitating. It's grief that's totally empowering. I know where she is. I know the higher level is it because of she's that she's, yeah she, uh, and i know where she is it comes in in here in the heart and i know how to access her that to me it whilst i feel grief for her loss it's totally empowering absolutely totally empowering so have you been in contact since she's passed well i've got to tell you a little secret and I, I can only tell you half of it because i don't know the rest okay. uh, what i know is she's going to tell me uh, about the higher levels so she's going to download but some i don't know when i don't know i, I know nothing more okay but what i know is that she's going to tell me what the higher realms are like now how did you know she was angelic 
Oh, the, oh she 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 ministered to so many people. We're doing a ceremony for her tomorrow. Oh. Uh, and apart from the 300-odd people that are going to be there, we've got interstate and international links for people. She she toured the world and uh, and oh helped God. so, so many people. She was an angel. No, she was an angel. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Beautiful being. I love it. That's really, so, that's beautiful. So the, yeah, it is. It, 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 it's, it's quite a beautiful, you know, it's hard. You, you grieve for your, the loss of your uh, yeah. of a loved one, but yeah. it is an empowering loss, not a debilitating one. You know, you talk about the colors, but also tell us about the music in heaven. Oh, Nancy, I did my best to describe this. The colors, if you can imagine, see the seven colors of rainbow multiplied by 100. The, the the and the music and I did I'm, I'm sure I didn't do it justice in the book through limitations of my own whatever but I heard the, like the music and, and it was just totally beautiful and it was love love was that was the mix of you know it was the love so profound that okay. was the music that was the light that was the color right because love is all healing there you go that's, that's what it. it is okay all right now you talk about the robes we talked about the bells what else do you want to tell people um about our life down here you know i'll just get back to reality our everyday life is tough i tell people to connect every day to the divine to bring in that energy to bring up our vibration to stay mm. centered and you know to watch what goes on to be observers but try not to take that negative energy in and not get mad if somebody cuts you off in traffic and <laughs> bless them if yeah, you yeah, bless yeah, them yeah, yeah. instead of all of that yeah. <laughs> but i mean you know it's tough and, and it is hard i mean i just i know we're in school and and i know we're whatever we do down here um makes a difference because that determines where we're going to go and yeah. i want you to talk about this because i can preach all day long but i want you to tell people okay well I, I, i'll tell you two other you you, you may not have got to it in your readings but i'll tell you two other places i got taken to all right and one was i called the school for children now again imagine the same greco-roman beautiful buildings and the music and the colors all around and i got taken again i'm guided by this master soul and we go into this school i go what, what is this and as soon as i walked into this building and it gives me tingles just to think about it now. It was a love so profound. I, I could I could barely describe it in the book. But what it is or what it was, was, was a school for children that have passed from the earthly realm early. So infants that have died early. Okay. They get taken into this school and they are so lovingly nurtured there's these angelic beings in this school and they're all tending to these little fledglings children that have passed early from the earthly realms okay. they are so the, the love that they were given was so profound and my understanding was that that every child no, no child is left behind right even if the bond between the parent and the child is tenuous the child is brought to their primal spirit none are left behind and so beautifully loved by the father 
it, it was, I mean, it, it, I could only imagine the grief of losing right. a young one. Right. But to know that they are so lovingly tended by the Heavenly Father is a balm to, to the grief, to be sure. Wow. Now, did you see uh, any other deities? Like, did you see Jesus or Mary or? Uh, I've, I've got to tell you something very interesting. Okay. Uh, when when a new character, again, I met a new character in the book, I would always ask, what's your name? Yeah, who are you? I'd get the answer straight away. Yeah. Straight away, I knew the answer. So you know, that was cool. But then there was this totally angelic, a master uh, soul that he, and he, he appeared. And I say he, it's, you know, it doesn't do, it's he or she. Yeah. Uh, and he, I asked hmm, three, <laughs> three times, said, what's your name? And I never got it. I was never told what this master's name was. Okay. So in the book, I've just called him the master because that's that's all I had. Right. But he he was the one uh, was like the overlord, the grand master of of a great heavenly realm. Uh, and he, at the end, I'm giving away the end of the book now, and I. <laughs> he, he. You guys he, have to buy the book. It's really good. Honestly, you got it. Oh, I'll, I'll give it away anyway. But he he he, he took me and i say me through the character mm -hmm. up and up through the levels and he, up to a, like standing on top of a mountain top and he was looking down upon this vast expanse of universe the colors and the music were so profound and he he was the master would we call him jesus or buddha or whoever doesn't really matter but he was a master right. of the film right. and, and, and saw what i saw was these beautiful you know, vast expanse like a like a matrix of color and music which was the universe the, the divine playground if you will i love it now did you see people as they were coming up did you see them meet their loved ones or they have to go through uh, a healing process first oh now there's another interesting place we have to go to okay i keep giving away next the next part of the book <laughs> um, doesn't matter you don't have to, but it's, it's really so good. interesting. It's so good. It's Thank so you, good. Stephen. I'm just so excited you're here because this is really interesting. I have to say, it's a wonderful account and it's different than anything I've ever read. Thank you. Well, let yeah. me tell you then about this. I've called it the abode of reunion. Okay. Yeah. So again, what I what I saw is I'm standing on top of this hilltop with this master guide, and there's a like a plateau. Uh, um, grassy plateau and there's all these souls are milling about and they're in conversation and there's to the side there were the mists like the mists of purgatory and there's all these silver cords shooting over these mists so they're not going through the mists they're shooting over the mists okay and they're connected to some of the souls that are in communion oh with souls there in heaven okay so like, so like a, a relative or a friend or something ah, like that. So, so love is the bridge. So what I, as I asked the question, what is this place? Yeah. And this is where soul, when we sleep, our soul is able to transit 
and if we like as we do we have problems or concerns or, or challenges we can go to in sleep we go to this abode of reunion and meet up with a person perhaps a relative love is the bridge uh that gives us counsel that helps us uh, gives us and sometimes support. we remember and most of the time we don't do we ah now the, the, isn't that interesting so again, but, but that's whether one believes that's what I saw. And then like when the when the body calls the soul back, that soul flew back over the over the mist and back into into the body. Right. But I'm pretty sure we've all had experiences where like we've gone to bed with some sort of dilemma or a problem. Right. And we wake up in the middle of the night and go, I got it. I've got it. That's the answer. And maybe we write it down, or maybe we wake up in the morning and we forget it. But I think I'm pretty sure that's where we've gone during our process of sleep to meet up with this soul, uh, like assistant or guardian or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, to help us with that particular dilemma. Well, did you tell? Did your mom get to read this before she passed? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Thankfully. Yeah. In, in draft form, she did. Yes. What'd I'm she so say? I mean, that. I bet she was just so proud. And so was <clears> she, was she awestruck by it? I well, bet you, she you, was. Can, you can, you can reach, go, go into the front part and there's a, uh, uh, an endorsement from the universal storyteller. That's her. Oh, that's her. She's the, she's the universal storyteller. Okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. Why don't you read it? It's pretty Okay. Cool. So, okay. So hold on here. <laughs> so uh, right in, the, in the front somewhere. The acknowledgement. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. It's one of the endorsements. Uh, oh, one of the endorsements. Okay. Hold on. I have to look here. Let me see so I can find it. Um, I just see the prologue and the acknowledgement and hold on. Oh, it's before. Hold on. Hold before. on. Before. Yeah. 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 Sorry, Universal Storyteller. In. Okay, here That's we go. It, here we in? go. I yeah, got yeah. it. Sorry about that, you guys. <laughs> a little slow this afternoon. Okay, here's what it reads. There are many chronicles of the lives of those who have traversed the dimensions of existence that are said to be the spiritual path. There are also countless stories of those who have experienced near-death experiences and give us glimpses of that which awaits us after our transition from life. However, there are few who have brought to us details of the dimensions and path on the other side. The afterlife is one of those few. In a language both poetic and evocative, it takes us through the soul's journey, through the dimensions of purification to its fruitation of service to life. The universal storyteller, divine at play. I love that that's it's cool, beautiful isn't it, huh? yes. yeah she, she, yeah she's a, yes, she was a that's, beauty wow that is really really okay I so had, what go ahead tell me, tell I, me. I had to call her the universal storyteller because i couldn't put mum there well, you put mom. it would have been all right if you put mom you know all right so i have a few more questions um hmm. you do address fear you have all these different laws you do address fear and you say at the time of passing closing the soul to all the awaiting love and compassion knowing as we do that that life is eternal you know i wonder if people are shocked sometimes when they get up there i i i could i could imagine yes 
<laughs> but I mean, because some people are afraid. A lot of people yes. are afraid to die. And I think that's one of the reasons that God, you know, gave you this information. What do you think? So that people aren't so afraid. Yeah, I think that's right, Nancy. Let me give you two laws and excuse me while I, I'll find them. No, There's two okay. that stand out. Okay. Number one law is fear not. You are never without the love of the Father. Fairly profound. Mm -hmm. But there's another one here. Let me just find it. Fear at the time of passing closes the soul to all the awaiting love and compassion. Right. So if people are afraid to die, then mm -hmm. they're not, they don't, they don't ascend as easily as what you're yes, saying. Yes, that's yeah, I I'm I'm certain that's absolutely correct. Yes. And yes. do you think that's why people like come back and hang hang around? Yes. Their oh, loved ones I, and stuff. Yes, I'm certain of that too. Yeah. yeah. Now, I have another question. This is, I thought about this as I was reading this, you know, so you've got your different levels and I've heard this before that they're different. You are really though, I have to say, you were more descriptive than I've ever read as mm -hmm. about, about heaven. This is, yeah. your mom was right. You were very, yeah, yeah. very descriptive yeah, yeah. about. It's all you, a gift, Nancy. I mean, I'm, in, I'm only the messenger. You're the, me. yeah, but man. <laughs> God gave you some information here. And I'm really glad we're getting it out to humanity because people need to know this yeah. stuff. They need to understand. But uh, so if you pass and you're at this level and like your husband or wife or your best friend is at this level, can, does that person come down to this level to visit or since you can't go up or how does that work? Now, this is a very good question. I, I, I don't, through the process of the writing, I, I didn't see like that interaction connection, interaction no but i'm as i said before i'm pretty sure love is a bridge so if we have a bond a strong bond of love right. there is no separation in okay. that regard so that is going to keep us evolving together but if if that bond is not so strong or if it's been severed in some way mm -hmm. there there are i'm certain that there are others angelic beings that are uh, will be there to wait and attend to us to according to our specific needs. But yeah. love, love is a bridge between souls, no doubt about that. Right. You do talk about um, the you say vortices are the design of the power oh. of errant passion, ju judge, just I'm sorry, lust, envy, greed, gluttony. You know all these different things. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. Again, what what I saw, if you can imagine, you know, I got taken through this uh, landscape, burnt like a bushfire had been through, and the smell, the ash smell. So I got taken through this area and into this huge dark portal. Um, whoa, far out. <laughs> not good. And, and not good. Not good. And... and Inside, remember, there's a guardian angel with me that's so I'm showing you, right? Showing me, right? So I see these huge vortices, vortices of power. Okay, go, what is spinning, this? just spinning, spinning, spinning vortices, yeah. And there's these souls in, 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 in trapped inside these vortices, and that some of them like trying to clamber out, and others are pulling them back and standing around these vortices were these angelic beings. Oh my God, who are, what, what is this? Mm -hmm. And in the vortices, this is not God's judgment or wrath. It doesn't 
God doesn't judge and he just loves. The, these souls are entrapped by choice. They shoot, you know, they, like the seven, the seven deadly sins, the gluttony, lust, envy, wrath, whatever the other one. Can't they can't forgive them. themselves. Correct. They can't, and they're trapped by choice. So until they repent and are able to release themselves from that power, the power of their own choice, then they're taken out by those heavenly angels that are standing. They're angels in waiting. So waiting for that soul to repent. To say, I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry I've done. You know, I I let go of that that power. Is it, okay, I'm going to stop you. Is it? Forgiveness, or is it releasing that energy? I'm pretty sure the second is probably forgiving yourself, and then releasing, and releasing that, that, releasing that energy, that, yes, energy. that power of that. They're, they're captured by by the choice, say, of lust. You know, that's sure. where they're stuck. Yeah. So until one one releases that energy and repents, so I'm sorry, let's get out of here. Yeah. Then the angels can act to move them out to wherever they're going and the ones pulling them down want misery loves company is that what that is yeah they want to hang hang out stay stay with me i'm you know i'm i'm miserable so you might as well be miserable too miserable with me if that doesn't turn us from Aaron, seeing that uh does if that doesn't turn us from Aaron pass i don't know what is because it was pretty scary to see i know (laughs) so i have to ask you oh my gosh this is crazy. You guys got to check this book out. I'm telling you, it's called The Afterlife. All right. It's by Stephen Paul Chong. You know, what has been the reaction? Because I just, it was, I was floored by the beginning. You know, I read the first half of it and I was floored by a lot of the stuff that you said in here, but it's true. It's scary, yeah. but it's true, isn't it? True. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like what have it, people it, said? Have they been like, oh my God, I better repent and be decent, huh? Well, you know, Nancy, as I once I'm immune from feedback because that, that wouldn't make me human. But yes, yeah, so I'm just a messenger boy. But what yeah. I, I tell you, what I understand, what um, is it, because the the gift of the book is just told through the medium of story. Now, story as readers of the story, we can experience the different levels. So you, I know you're at the at the fourth one, which I'll describe. So you, you can read a book like that, literally, and go, hmm, good, bad, like, don't like. So mm. you take it literally. But the second level, you could read the anecdotes, you know, the parables, the fables, and go, oh, yeah, okay, okay, I get that. Yeah, that's nice. But then you can go down to a deeper level, the metaphysical level, where you, you experience and understand the laws the universal yeah, the laws of the universe, yeah. The, yeah, like what you say, shall you reap, universal law. That's right. So, but then what, you, what you're getting from the book is a mystical experience. So you read the book and you go, oh, I get that. Yeah. Oh, man, that, that's it. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's like, oh, gosh. Yeah. But see, that's a, that's a revelation of inner truth. That's the mystical experience that one gets from, you know, being able to read and understand a book the gifts that are inherent in the book mm-hmm. that's the great benefit of 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 this type of story people can experience their own inner truth yeah it's kind of cool 
It's very cool. I really like it. So people have, so your, your responses, I would imagine have been similar to what I'm telling you that it's just really yeah. eye-opening. I got it. Very eye-opening. And, and I can only, you know, tell you what it's done for me in my life. You know, I'm a, tell me what has it done for you in your well, life? Well, I tell you the experience. It's made life such a better place because I'm seeing through a different lens. Right. You know, you, you see the importance of the love connections you're aware of the things that you do consequential to what you say to people. Ah, do you? Yes, absolutely. How it affects them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're not too random about what you, what, even what you think, because as in the book, what what I'm not sure I described it totally, but thinking is a really powerful process what we think has consequences also but we're manifesting we're yeah we manifested yeah i've been teaching people that on well i just did a blog on it because you know i've talked about the power of the spoken word and the vibration goes out to the universe and the universe responds that's how it works but then it's gotten even deeper where i'm like oh well it's what you think because what you think is what you manifest so you got to be careful of your thoughts and then you have to learn to control your thoughts. And that's a whole nother deal. <laughs> so, you know. we, we need more time for that. <laughs> All right. So I need to know. So you're still channeling, you're channeling mom. She's telling you. So the next book is going to be about what she tells you that are in the higher realms. Is that right? Yeah. I, I love I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. So I know no more at this stage. I know it's just going to happen. Okay. So tomorrow, tomorrow is quite a profound day for, me and my family because we're having the big ceremony for mum so I suspect that sometime after that there yep. might be some revelatory processes I don't know we'll All see right. is there a website or a way for people to contact you yeah uh stephenchong.com.au and that's Stephen with a ph all right so and say it say it again Stephen Chong so it's s-t-e-p-h-e-n-c-h-o-n-g dot okay that's he's a, yeah he's over there in australia so i just want you guys to yeah, know yeah. that all right you on the end okay all right <laughs> i am so glad is there anything you want to leave us with today before we get out of here it's been such a pleasure and thank oh, it's you been a pleasure coming. talking to you nancy well i tell you what let, let me find okay a, a, another law that might be um sure of course mm. pick one out that god wants us to know we are all one in spirit what you have done to another, you do to yourself. Yeah. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great enabler. Makes you think. Really makes you think. Wow. All right, <laughs> Stephen, Stephen Paul Chung. We're going to get out of here for today, you guys. If you want an angel reading, go to my website, nancyyearout.com. It is under construction, but I'm working on it. And uh, you can still book your date and time. I, it's just been a pleasure. And I can't wait to have you come back with your next book, Stephen. So, Thank you, Nancy. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. All right, you guys. Everyone take care and have a great week. And God bless.